from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We do what we call the podium. We announce what we call the podium. Uh, It's a very simple exercise. We take the four ACC teams from the state of North Carolina, and we name three of them medal winners, and we say one's off the podium. There's a gold, there's a silver, there's a bronze, and there's an off the podium. Sorry, everybody doesn't get a trophy. It's not how we roll around here. If you're on a bye, that doesn't exclude you from the, the proceedings. You how, how well did you handle your bye? How well did everybody else handle it? You might make the podium off a of bye. You might make the podium if someone else. Right? There's two ways you can pass a team. There's two yeah. ways you can pass someone in a race. Either you can run faster or they can run slower. You know yes. what I mean? You can keep your exact same pace. If everyone is slowing down around you, it looks like, hey, you're passing everybody. So we'll start it like this. Off the podium, I'd actually say this is a very – uh, it's like two different races. It's two different contests. There's the battle between three and four and the battle between one and two. Uh, there's there's a strict line right there. Off the podium, Wake Forest. Wake Forest lost to Virginia Tech 30-13. to 13. Uh, Virginia Tech is a team that I have not had super high opinions of this year, although they've made a quarterback change. He's playing better. I don't think Virginia Tech has high opinions of Virginia Tech <laughs> right now. Let's be real. Nah, see, you've never been around that fan base. Oh, I grew up in Virginia. They always have high opinions of, of themselves. Oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> um, being worthy of high opinions is not a prerequisite for having high opinions of, for most fan bases, but definitely for that one. 30-13, um, to 13, though, and Mitch Griffiths finally, after I thought Dave Clawson showed a lot of, of faith in him throughout the, the first half of this season, uh, the 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 struggling offense finally proved too much, and they they made the jump to, to Kern, their their backup quarterback. Um, to me, it was an ugly loss. You had to make a quarterback change in the middle of the the game. It was against a team that I I do not have high opinions of. Thus, you're off the podium. Now, that's not to say the team that made the podium and is the bronze medal winner is any kind of world beater, because they're not either. But. It's, it, it really came down to opponent, right? Strength of schedule, if you will. Uh, if you get beat by a team pretty handily uh, and they're a below 500 football team, that's going to hurt more. That's going to you know, dock you more points than if you get pretty handily by a team that's in the, the top 15, top 20. And thus, we lead to our bronze medalist for the past week, the NC State Wolfpack. They got manhandled by Duke. Let's let's not. There's no uh, if ands or buts about it, right? Twenty-four to three, they got manhandled by Duke, but Duke is the number seventeen team in the country. That defense is is uber legit. Yeah, they're really good. Mike Elko knows what he's doing on the defensive side of the football, and NC State made their quarterback change two weeks ago. So they and Wake Forest have some some similarities going on here. It's just uh, you know the 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 context of it all puts NC State ahead. Um, you know, it's it's not exactly getting beat by Duke at full strength, which makes it a little bit worse, right? Because Riley Leonard wasn't out there, and up until this this week, Riley Leonard had been pretty much you know the the alpha and omega of the Duke offense. It's been the beginning and the end. Henry Bielen stepped in. I'm going to use a term for for Duke's backup quarterback stepping in and getting the win that every quarterback hates, but it's not always an insult. He managed the game. He was a game manager. 
right? Once he recognized that they had the type of lead 17 to three at halftime that I don't think they had to worry about scoring more points, right? They're like, our defense is giving it to NC State pretty good here. We're up 17 to three. We can uh, take the air out of the football and chill. Beelan became a, a manager or the assistant to the manager, whatever you want to call it. He's a backup quarterback. Um, they attempted one pass in the second half, I think I read. That's that's a good team saying we're just going to get out of this one with a win. And, uh, you know, we play Florida State next week. Hopefully, Riley Leonard's back. All right, let's look at the other side of that. The silver medalist, the Duke Blue Devils. All right, yeah, I mean, first of all, you won. Second of all, you won with your backup quarterback. Third of all, all of your lofty goals are still out in front of you. Right when at the let's go back to pre buy for Duke. Okay, so before their bye week, they played Notre Dame. Isn't that crazy? That Notre Dame was the last game Duke had played until Saturday. Feels a very long time ago, right? Game day, remember game day was there. It was a big thing for the area. First time game day, college game day, ESPN had come to Durham for football game day. Uh and and at the end of that game, Riley Leonard writhing in pain on the ground ankle right had to be helped off teammates were carrying him went into the blue tent got the crutches right it was a whole thing and you'd be lying if you said that that a little bit of of kind of the the season flashing before duke's eyes didn't happen well guess what it looks like i mean riley leonard was walking around without a a boot he i mean there was a limp but it was minimal in preseason, he was making throws. He was tossing it around. He was laughing on the sideline during the game. If you would have told any Duke fan, player, coach, administrator, student who cares about the football team, if you would have told any of them at the end of that Notre Dame game when Riley Leonard was on crutches, hey, you're going to win a game against NC State handily at the end uh, after the bye, and there's a good chance you're going to have Riley Leonard back for Florida State, they would have said, where do I sign? They would have said, yes, yes, yes. I'm excited by that. That's, I guess they would only say that if they're the type of person that just announces their emotions. I am excited. My two-year-old does that. If you're like, hey, do you want to go you know, upstairs and play? He goes, excited. Happy. All right, cool. I know where you stand. I like this one. If you were, if, if, if you were a Duke fan that had that, part of your personality and I said hey listen you're going to beat NC State it's going to be easy you're going to be up by 21 and, and chilling for the entire fourth quarter and you're likely going to have Riley Leonard back for Florida State they'd go excited happy hopeful the drive with Tim Donnelly finishing out our podium here with number one none other than the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill do you know why because Tez Walker came back and he lived up to all of your wildest fantasies. <laughs> Here's Mac Brown on Tez Walker's performance, scoring three touchdowns against Miami. Do we have Mac Brown? Tez Walker, uh, and as well as he played, really, really proud of him. And, and um, we were 4-0 and without him. Obviously, we have a chance to be much better with him. And now that people have seen him, it's going, it's going to change the way people play defense against us. His presence is a, a game changer. Because do you double team him? 
do you do you move people out and give you more opportunities to to run the ball we are 4-0 without him we have the opportunity to be much better with him one thing that's not not being said is uh kobe pesor hurt that one kind of popped up out of nowhere on yeah me. another wide receiver for for the the carolina tar heels I don't know where the prognosis is on that. It came, like I said, it came out of nowhere. I hope, I hope at some point in time we get to see this offense full, full 100% everyone available and ready because it's it's a special offense when they get cranky. It is a special offense when they get cranking, uh, and it was against Miami. Miami had no match for Tez. Three touchdowns, well over 100 yards. Uh, he he's a guy that changes their offense. He's a guy that changes what Drake May can do. Uh, he changes a, a lot. And oh, by the way, Marion Hampton had almost 200 yards rushing in the touchdown and caught a touchdown as well. Yeah, he's good. It was it was funny. Um, what was it? The ACC Player of the Week was Drake May. My first thought was should have been Tez. My next thought was probably should have been a Marion Hampton. Tez had a hundred and some odd yards three touchdowns. Maureen Hampton had basically 200 yards rushing and caught a touchdown and rushed for a touchdown. That's three guys. I mean, that's nice, right? I know it's not quite the Heisman ceremony, but yeah, like those moments where like Reggie Bush and Matt Leinert are sitting next to each other at the Heisman ceremony, I'm like, that must be a must be a pretty cool feeling for teammates. Honestly, the three of the, the top candidates for ACC Player of the Week were from the same offense, and they were playing against a good defense. Miami's not bad. That's how you end up with a gold medalist on, on our podium. Awards just keep str- – I'm sure this means as much. ACC Player of the Week, ACC Receiver of the Week, ACC Running Back of the Week, top of the podium on the drive with Tim Donnelly. Doesn't hurt that on defense such a great co-linebacker of the week either. I mean, we didn't even talk enough about the defense. Yeah. Although Van Dyke did – he looked good at times. The throw where he had the – the now we're just, we're just quarterback nerding out on Miami's quarterback for a second. They had the, the unblocked rusher. Like it was a may have been a safety now that I'm envisioning it in my mind's eye, uh, maybe a, a fast linebacker. But I'm telling you right now, there was a point where Tyler Van Dyke said, I'm going to get hit in the chest by a full speed college football player, and I'm going to leave myself completely exposed and vulnerable so I can flick this thing 35 yards on a rope on the money for a touchdown. And he did it. And, yeah. and do you know how he celebrated? I, I guarantee you I know exactly what he said in celebration. Did he catch it? <laughs> did he yeah. catch it? That's all he did because he got hit in the stomach and definitely lost all the air in his lungs, uh, but it, they did catch it. He celebrated by getting up. Did he, did he catch it? Which is, which is such a brutal thing to do because the defensive player is on, like he's on top of you, right? He doesn't know either, but you ask him, did he catch it? And he has to turn up, stand up or lean up turn his head around and go, ah, yes. <laughs> he doesn't have to answer to you, but it's funnier to think that he does. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? 
The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. Uh, the drive with Tim Donnelly on 99.9 The Fan. That is uh, that is the podium. This is not a podium, but it is kind of a, it's a ranking still. Uh, preseason men's basketball AP poll came out earlier today. That time of year already? That time of year already. That time of year already. Duke is number two. Hey. Behind Kansas. I think they have an argument for number one. Duke returns four starters and 80% of its scoring from last year. Yeah. And added the number two recruiting class in the country. Hmm. That's a very unusual thing in the current state of college basketball. Normally, if you're bringing in a number one, number two, number three recruiting class, it's because everyone from your team left, and those stud recruits know that by stepping on campus, they can become the target hogs, the 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 shot like leaders, the volume shooters, the ball handlers. The fact of the matter is, Duke got Jared McCain, T.J. Power, Sean Stewart, Caleb Foster, like the the number two recruiting recruiting class in the country, a bunch of five stars, and. Like Filipowski is still going to probably lead the team in scoring, right? And and Roach isn't exactly going to give up the the decision making and ball handling duties at the end of crucial games, right? That's that's John Shire pulling off a magic trick, because I you know I I like to recruit when I know I'm going to have the you know four of the top seven guys drafted in the NBA draft because then you turn to the next class and say. You get to play in the NBA if you come here, and we have all of our shots available. They somehow recruited like they were making that recruiting pitch, but instead it was like, guess what? Three of you are probably going to have to sit on the bench uh, and come off the bench your freshman year. That's the difficult part. That doesn't happen often in college basketball anymore. Miami is number 13, ACC team. Shout out. Final four. UNC is number 19. Interesting. You know what this feels like to me? What's that? They almost averaged where they would put like this collection of talent after two seasons ago and after last season. Because like, you know, Baycott, Davis, they were all part of that team that, you know, ruined uh, Coach K's farewell and then beat him in the Final Four and played for a national championship game. But then they were also part of the team last year that missed the tournament. Yeah. So they almost went like, you know what? Average them out. 19th? Cool. <laughs> like, you know, it's not top five. It's not close. But it's also not 40th. You know what I mean? It's also not like well outside the poll or well outside also receiving votes. It's 19th. I think it's fair. Right? 19th is not not ins- insulting in a way that if, you know, you finish a top 10, top 5 team in the country, you're looking around like, wow, they came out of nowhere. But it's also not completely forgetting last season. Which I don't think you should. I don't think you look at a team that missed the tournament and go, ah, eh, you know what? Water under the bridge. Baycott's a great player. Let's put him all the way at the top. Like, that's not how it is either. I think it's fair. Actually, I'm, I don't really have a problem with the AP poll. I looked at it. You're always looking for, like, the, whoa, this team's so low. Mm, I didn't really have a huge problem. Yeah. Kind of a snub of the ACC that they didn't have, like, more teams in. Yeah, the only three. But I couldn't pinpoint one as, like, a massive snub. I couldn't, like, 
Like the ACC should have more. They're like, who? I don't know. <laughs> like, that's I, was, I was surprised a school like Virginia wasn't just off in of there. Respect for Tony Bennett. Yeah, just off what that program's done, just off a name. Like, I, what did Villanova do last year? They they missed the tournament, mm. and they're ranked in the top twenty-five. Wait a second. Yeah, I'm I'm with it. I see, but that's almost arguing like two wrongs should make a right. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd I'd more advocate for Villanova maybe not being up that high, although I don't know their recruiting situation. Oh, I 100% agree with you, but it's more or less pointing out the uh, the flaw. Yeah. That makes sense. Preseason polls are always tough. But I, I'll I'll say, you know, we could nitpick till the cows come home. I don't I don't have any major picks. Maybe, maybe some nits to pick, not some, some majors to pick. Duke number two, Miami 13, UNC 19, everybody else in the Atlantic Coast Conference unranked. Virginia did receive votes. Also receiving votes? Also That's always a slap in the votes. face. That means you just have a friend. Basically. No. They, if you go off other res- receiving votes, those would be like 30th, 31st. Yeah. Again, I don't – if Villanova was down there, I wouldn't hate that either, though. So you, you bring up a good point yeah. that, like, something's inconsistent, but you also you, – you know, the inconsistency could work against you too, right? It's like, hey, Villanova's no better than us. We should be ranked. And they're like, you're right. Villanova's no better than you. We'll move Villanova down. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that, wait a second. <laughs> that backfired completely. <laughs> That's not the, the argument I was making. It's that Big East bias. <laughs> That big East bias. Hey, that, that I was going to say that uh, right bias, but he's not even there anymore. Um, Panthers talk, by the way, a little programming note here, coming up at 6 on, on 99.9 The Fan, and also Monday Night Football Cowboys Chargers 7.30 pregame. That's coming up later tonight as well. Should be a fun one. Should be. Scheduling in the NFL is weird. Just yeah. th- This is just me going on a rant. The Chargers have played four games. Yeah, because they had a bye week. They have a bye, and now they're playing late. It's it's most teams have played six. They've yeah. played four. It's yeah. just like again, I I learned this through fantasy football, which is you know no one likes to hear about a fantasy team, but uh, I saw someone say that Josh Allen has been the best fantasy quarterback in the league this year. I was like, that's weird. I, you know, it doesn't seem like he's lighting it up like that. Maybe, you know, I probably would have guessed Hurts or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I went and I sorted by. I just went to it like my fantasy league, and I sorted by most points average per week, and Justin Herbert was one. And I was like, what are they talking about? Josh Allen's not the best. Justin Herbert's the best. And then I realized his sample size is four games. And so in total number, he's way behind. It just seems like if you're going to have a bye early, you shouldn't be playing the, the Monday. I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's a scheduling quirk. The NFL is full of them, and it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 